in this episode of Man vs. Marriage Needs. N-E-E-D-S. Needs. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute dog, yeah, in the house with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Hi, baby. Hey, honey. And we are in the house in the Moran Family Studio, and today we're going to talk about needs. Needs are something very interesting. Kind of a difficult show to plan because somehow I know when my needs are being met, but when my needs are not being met, it kind of creeps up on you. It has like a buildup, a, a film that's left behind. And then by the time you get to the point where you're irritated and frustrated, then you figure out, oh, crap, my needs aren't being met, but I haven't communicated it. Okay, so Rita explained that to me one time because I have a hell of a time figuring out, A, what are my needs, what are my wants, and B, I'm so used to putting myself on the back burner that if something is not met for me, I automatically just push it to the back burner and take care of the things that I need to take care of and I'll take care of my needs last. So you kind of go on this like autopilot or you overextend the, the grace period of, well, maybe you're tired or maybe you're having a grumpy day or maybe something's going on with you. So I'm just, I'm going to ignore my needs for now. And I'll just do my own thing, and we'll we'll come back at it later. And then later doesn't seem to show up until there's this eruption of some sort. Yeah. Usually with us, it's me going off on the kids and Quincy realizing, okay, we're going on a date night. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you coming home and, and going off on me and me going, who forgot to cook the meal? I totally forgot that we were supposed to do something for you today. I'm sorry. And oh jeez! You know, it just becomes one of those that I I hate getting butt hurt. I do too. I hate it. I do too. But getting you butt know hurt what? is so stupid to me. But it was a simple thing, and it was one of those things that I thought it was taken care of. He thought it was taken care of, and then when it came down to it, nobody was taking care of it. But well, I get all <laughs> I, the thing is that I get all whiny inside. Oh, nobody you thought about me. Nobody you thought were, about me. You were Why hangry. don't I matter? You were hangry. That is very, very different. I was not as much hangry as I is. For some reason, I get offended. Like nobody thinks of me. But twenty nine other days out of the thirty days in a month, y'all take such good care of me. And there's one time, and then I just start fighting with myself about why do you have. Such a stupid attitude right now. Why are you such a freaking baby? I'm I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not denying. I didn't even plan on talking about this stuff, but no. But that's that's where we are. When our because for you, that's one of your needs is that you have dinner with the family and things are done while you're on the road coming home so it's usually that's that's a need for you is to have the family time that that even just that hour 
Yeah. You need that hour. So when you get home and it's not ready or the schedule is messed up or your food's not prepared because Quincy eats opposite everybody else, so his food is prepared separately. Not everybody because okay, me well, and Mo but carnivores. It just kind of gets pushed to the wayside. It happens once in a great while, but when it happens, that need to come home and have family time gets messed up because now we have to take side time to cook the food, prep it properly, and that just takes away from, and then it's like, okay, well, now you're coming up on your bedtime, and he's very, very regimented in his schedule and his routine because he has to be to get enough sleep and stay healthy and function and do everything else. So it's it's just a very structured lifestyle for you and and it's like me with a speed bump dude you throw something at me and you just blew everything out of the water but the, there's something there though that i don't like because i agree i try to get home and maximize my time with our family and that is very important to me because i spend three hours a day commuting yeah um but still in all other areas of my life um if there's a change or a hiccup or a problem, I usually just roll with the punches, make an adjustment, pep the crowd up, and move on. I don't know why I get so butt hurt. I do want to maximize my time, but there's also this thing that I want to matter. I mean, heck, it's probably one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. I want to give back, but I want to matter to people. That's a big deal to me for some reason. And when... You know, everybody's stuff is done but mine. It's like, well, how, why don't I matter? But it's once in a great while. So the next time, the next time I do something stupid like that, maybe you could say, honey, you matter. It just happened. Get <laughs> over yourself or something. Because, you know, I, I started getting all irritated. And then, you know. I was like, oh, and then I got more irritated because I needed to cook the, I needed to cook my flank for the next day and it was getting late towards bedtime and, you know, yeah, I like to, I like to be on my schedule so that I don't oversleep. I get my gym time and then get on the But road, again, but. that's one of your needs is to have that family time at Agreed. the end of the day. So when it's not met or something screws it up. It's, it's one of those things that impacts you. Whether you are happy about the way you react to it or not, that's not the point. The point is it is a definite need to have your kids and your wife for at least that hour a night and release your day and have your, your connection time. You know, that's your quality time met right there. Yeah. And when you don't get it, it's difficult. And honestly, the times that it hits you the most is when you've had like, the crappiest week or the most stressful things happen in the last, I'd say, up to two days. And then all of a sudden something blows up at home and it, it just, it rocks you. But I think because when you come home, we ground you, you know, all that other stuff kind of goes away for at least the few hours that you're here. And when you get around the kids and they get to joking around and being silly and stupid and stuff, it just, it, it changes you 100%. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of chaos that has to be diffused when I get home, but I enjoy being with my family and spending the quality time, so I totally agree that that's part of it. I just like to be, you know, I just like to have my chi, 
<laughs> inner peace. And uh, I don't like the way I act when that happens. But it's going to happen more, and I'll be interested. Usually I get to the point where I'm just making fun of myself and, you know, kind of snap myself yeah. out of it. You big freaking baby, shut up. That's what I tell myself. Well, that's the same. I mean, I'll let things go for a couple of days. I need Quincy to be the balance with the kids. I'm with the kids all day long, especially with the virtual schooling and, you know, the two that are on summer break for a couple of weeks before their summer school starts. And it's it's a lot because their routine changes. Autism becomes a hellion when it wants to. And um, so when he comes home... I get that breather. Well, sometimes we don't get that breather because gym time got taken a different route or, you know, um, we might have a family situation that needs to be sought, seen to, or, you know, it's date night. So we're not going to talk about that stuff tonight. We're just going to have date night and downtime. And I will let things slip without telling him, okay, this was a situation today and it's frustrating me or this particular child and I are going head to head right now. And, it's frustrating me or autism was a complete and total douche today. And I need you to take over. I'll just kind of let it go and suck it up for a day or two. And then whichever unlucky child decides to bounce on my last nerve come day three or four gets the explosion. The wrath. And it's usually something small that sets it off. Or autism will just decide that that is the day that autism and I are going to go head to head. And that is the day that I choose to tell autism to piss off. We're not going to argue today. I'm going to win and you're just going to bow down to me. <laughs> and it doesn't always go that way. It's in my head, but that's not how it works. And then by the time you get home, it's like, what happened? But it's on me because I didn't voice. These things are stressing me and I need you to help balance this out because I will just take on stress. I will just continually allow it to attack me. It's it's something that I've just learned to do over the years because it seemed like in the beginning we were just getting pounded mm -hmm. all the time. And there really wasn't anybody in a similar situation. So we really didn't have a lot of people. Even the people who had the same amount of kids or you know, had one or two that had similar issues, but it just that no one ever understood the full dynamic until we went to that uh multiples picnic oh good lord we were surrounded by people that we were watching know. threes and fours and we're going hey <laughs> wait a minute they've got three. Oh, whoa they got four out no yeah <laughs> these are our people <laughs> that and I, I agree with you and i think we all let it build up too much and when i sat down to write this out i just asked myself well what are your needs and automatically when I ask myself what my needs are, I just draw a blank. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm and that's, the same way. You know, bro, I'm asking you, what are your needs? Do you know? And of course, every dude like me is going to say, I need sex. Because we do. I do. Um, excuse me. So do we. You do, but I've never been a woman. Um, so I, you know sex is one of them. That's, that's like the easy button. You need it. You want it. You want lots of it. All the time. But really, when you get down to the to the bare bones of the situation, do you really understand what your needs are? I don't have a PhD. Honey, did you realize that I don't have a college degree in psychology? Yeah, I kind of knew that. Yeah. Well, that means I don't have 
a bunch of educated discourse to espouse to right now. So what I like to do is just kind of come up with the Quincy Moran layman's terms of what the needs are. Then I turn to Mr. Tony Robbins, who has it dialed in pretty good as far as needs go. I don't even know if he's college educated, but I know the dude has tons of credibility. He trained under Jim Rohn, and Jim Rohn, you know, very credible guy when it comes to leading and succeeding a life of success. So I just sketched out, you know, what are the needs? And so I put, you know, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, financial. There's some I could be leaving off of there. And they're not in any particular order. But those are the ones that stood out to me. And I I try, I'm, I'm very intentional about building each of those. Now that was five. That's five of them. You come down to what Tony Robbins talks about, and he talks about the six needs of every human being. And everybody has them. It's it's just uh, what your belief is in them and what priority you assign to them. And you could do yourself a favor by going and, you know, once this podcast is done or just pause it in the middle and go on and looking at Tony Robbins and look up the, the six human needs. I'm going to tell them to you right now. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm going to be able to explain them in depth or I'm an expert on them like, you know, Tony himself, because I'm not. He is. I mean, he's the man. Um, and you could do yourself a favor by going and watching a Netflix, a Netflix special called I'm Not Your Guru. Excellent. Anthony Robbins material. But the six human needs are certainty, uncertainty, significance, love and connection, growth, and contribution. And we, we watched a little eight-minute video about it. I've heard it in depth. I've heard it talked about by several people. Um, and it really brings a lot of clarity so you can begin to understand yourself and how you are built at this point so that your needs, um, you know where, where your needs line up. I'm obviously very, very big into significance. For whatever reason, I want to be significant in, on this planet. Um, and that significance means I want to matter to you. I want to matter to the people in my life. Uh, if, if there's you know, anything about being a great husband, which I have plenty of room to grow, I want to love you like you deserve. And I want to be significant in your life. When it comes to my children, I want to be uh, significant, family famous, so to speak, in my children's life. My friends, I want to be significant, and I want to make an impact, and just humanity as a whole, I want to inspire them to be better than they thought they could be. I don't know, I know love and connection is big, obviously growth is big, um, contributing is big. And then when it comes to certainty and uncertainty, those are probably, I would say those are, you know, time and attention specific. But until you take some time to study that, um, 
you may just not be able to figure out exactly what your needs are. Have you ever asked your wife, what do you need? I'm the worst person to ask for Christmas, what do you want for Christmas? Oh my gosh, you're not even kidding. Because I have no idea. No, I. but see, I'm the same way. Like I can think of things random any other time, but when there is a specific moment, I've got a birthday coming around the corner and my daughters are all, what are we getting for your birthday? What do you want for your birthday? I don't know. And then I said, you know what? I'll probably just get another tattoo. What are you going to get? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's like 50 of them that I want. So give me time to figure out which one I, I'm going to do, right? That That's not answer enough. But on the flip side of this too, you where we started in figuring out our needs was going to the love language. We did the love language test first. We figured that out because when you start answering those questions and you start looking at just the general basics that you need and then Tony goes into, I think, a little more in-depth explanation of what those human needs are. Yeah. Because um, like quality time and words of affirmation are both going to fall under uh, love and connection and significance. So it, the love languages for me was a little bit easier to figure it out because it's honestly, it's a test where you just go in and you answer the questions. And at the end, it says, if you got this number, this is your number one. I can do this. I can do this very easily. When you give me a list of things and say, well, which one do you think suits you? I don't know. <laughs> That's like telling me to go pick out a bathing suit. You can't pick out a bathing suit. You have to try it on. And it's not comfortable and I don't like it. So, and I agree. And it's I, easier the other way. <laughs> I think the the place we started was definitely, you know, as far as the the marriage conference and then our counseling goes, we definitely talked about uh, the love languages. And we'll actually do an episode dedicated to that so we can explain our story. And I want you as the listener to... Look at where you line up mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. And understand that if you're not doing things to build each of these areas, then you may have some bigger blind spots than you realize. Mentally, I do a lot of work, whether it's through books, reading, meditation, or, or, or prayer, um, to build myself mentally. Because I need to be strong and resilient mentally. And, you know, it takes time to understand who you are, how you work, and what you, the, and how you will react in high stress situations. So it's all about the preparation and mentally for me. When it comes to emotional, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty hot blooded person and I can be super aggressive. So I had to learn how to train those emotions. Now, I'm a freaking sap. I like chick flicks. I get teary-eyed at, you know, commercials or music and the dang Friends reunion. Mm. Why did I get so emotional about that? That's weird. Because you spent the 10 years watching them. So yeah. it was like people that you knew. At least eight of those years I did. I don't know. I don't know what I did, you know. I don't think I saw the last two seasons too much, or maybe the last season I didn't see. And then physically, what are your needs physically? Um, spiritually, what are your needs spiritually? And financially, what are your needs? You know, physical needs can talk, you could talk about, 
health and fitness. You could talk about sex. Um, you could talk about touch, um, spooning, cuddling, etc. You could go as deep in the rabbit hole as you want to go, but I think those are areas that if, if you aren't working in those areas on purpose, you may be doing a disservice to yourself. Um, so I think it's important to, to touch upon each of those. And like I said, I, it's totally possible that I'm missing some. Those are the five that I thought about and the, some of the areas where I actually in each of those areas – you know, I've grown. So you're basically going to be looking at the six main human needs, and then you're going to turn around and dissect those into what are your needs in each category. So the six yeah. needs is actually labeling a category, and then you're going to go back and look at it a second time and say, okay, what do I need to be for certainty? Now, using that as an example, when we go places, I need Quincy's touch. I need his hand on my back or him holding my hand or something. I need to know that I am grounded to him when I walk through a crowd. It keeps my anxiety at bay. That is a certainty for me to know that I'm safe because I have you. Um, when it comes to finances, I need certainty in finances to know that we have enough to take care of the mortgage and keep food on the table because we've had a time in our life when we didn't have those things and I needed that to be stable mentally and emotionally. I needed that to be stable. Now that those things are stable, now I can start looking at what's okay to be uncertain. I struggle with that. Uncertainty for me is a difficult place to be. I need it. I like doing spontaneous stuff. I like when you and I just randomly say, okay, we're going to go take a weekend away. We've got babysitters. We're just going to go. Surprise. Here we go. I love that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it plays on my emotions because I am so trained. Okay, what about the babysitter? Does she have everything that they need? Do we need to line out a schedule? Do we? Like I go through a mental check of 50 things that need to be done before I can actually get in the truck and start driving and it still takes us about two hours before both of us can go okay we're not at home anymore this is this is vacation time we're away but it's there's still certainty in uncertainty i have to have yeah well and it's a lot easier to take uncertainty when it involves an adventure and oh, it doesn't yeah. involve chaos we have a lot of chaos We've we had a lot of uncertainty over the years, so that's one I think that you and I both have to learn to balance. There's a little um, chaos right now, and I'm just going to suggest that we don't do Instacart anymore when we're podcasting. So I don't want to go out and go Ninja Psy Warrior. That's actually Amazon. On the dogs because they're the barking. Order coming at the same time, so yeah. I apologize. Yeah. Well, it's not really something we thought about, but I'm thinking about Home it. Home studio. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of certainty in knowing that we should probably not Instacart while we're podcasting. Of course, if I just shut up about it, it probably wouldn't be a thing. Anyway, I'm actually seeing how these six human needs um, can be tied to these Quincy Moran five areas of needs. I don't have a special name for that. And then what we'll do is we'll create some more episodes um, that will help explain what our needs are, how we came to those conclusions, thereby helping you 
determine what your needs are, be able to bring those um, to your wife, find out what her needs are, and then you'll start getting that into that place of fulfillment. Because it's, I think it's very important for us to embrace some awareness when it comes to our needs and our actions. Um, I think it, uh, it's just my opinion that unless you take time to be intentional about these things, when the rubber meets the road, frustrations at a fever pitch, arguments are going on, a lot of these things could have been um, avoided if you just knew what your needs were, if you know what her needs are, and then you make a plan to fulfill those. What would you say about that? I think you're right. I mean, that's what we yes. that's what we had to do. I know that was recorded. Boo. Um, it's not the only time. Shh. Stop it. Stop it, you. Stop it, you. Um, I think the way we did it with Rita was very similar. We had to go through individual needs. Then we had to go through um, and figure out what we needed between each other. Because there were things that you won't realize it until you really look at it. There are things that you need that you are responsible for supplying. Correct. And you may not be doing them because of whatever reason. Usually it's because life is kicking in the balls and it's just kind of one of those things that it gets True, pushed to the side. But also, sometimes people do it because we don't want to be accountable to it. And we don't want to, if I ignore it, it'll go away. There's also the side that's like, well... Why would I do that? Because he or she's not doing this. Yeah. You know, and that's where it's Tit like you're, you're you're expecting a ransom to be paid. That's where your sex life gets screwed up. Just putting it out there. <laughs> so I, you know, and resentment is such an ugly, ugly thing. And it's it's really, you know, the ingredients are like disappointment and frustration and unmet expectations. And your needs can be going unmet precisely because you're not willing to do something because that something is not being done for you. And after it goes on for so long, you forgot that this was a need of yours. You just know that it's an irritation or a resentment. So when things start to happen, um, you could be acting out of whatever that level of frustration is that's making you miserable. And it can be an unconscious thing. I mean, there's unconscious and your subconscious, which I am learning thanks to Dr. Caroline Leaf. And those things that happen, um, those things that happen that are unconscious, they come up and they move at the faster than the speed of light. And then you are, your body is, or your attitude is moving and reacting from something that you're not even aware of. Because there, there's something that's broken in there that's need not uh, like a need that is not met. One of the examples that I heard for that, and I cannot remember, I don't remember if it was on the Ed Milet show or not. Um, but you know, when you're driving somewhere and you've got it in your mind that you're going to go from here to say Walmart, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave house, I'm going to go to Walmart. And you start driving and you're thinking of other things, and then all of a sudden you realize that you're actually going in a different direction headed someplace else and then when it dawns on you wait a minute this is where i was supposed to be going i'm gonna go i'm supposed to be going to this place your subconscious just took over because you were thinking about something else 
And now you're driving in the direction of that something else. I've done that so many times. I'm supposed to be going to the store and I end up over by the chiropractor. Now, these two things are in two totally different directions. But my back is bugging me and I'm thinking about my appointment and I'm supposed to go see the guy and I've got this medicine I'm supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden I'm driving past the chiropractors and I'm a mile and a half away from where I'm supposed to be going. Because your thought process, whichever one is in control at the moment, is where you're headed. Hmm. And you you respond out of it. And it's unintentional. Some people call it muscle memory. I've, I've heard it where you're just kind of, your, your subconscious is looking at what you're, you're focused on. And then it just automatically gears towards that. So if you get pissed off, like, ooh, I've done this. I'll read a book. The character in the book is irritating the pee out of me because of the behavior and I it's like watching a movie and you get embarrassed for the person hmm. and then when somebody says something you're in that moment of Ugh, to this person that doesn't even really exist but the person who does exist says something and you just snap out of nowhere I've done that so many times and I have to catch myself why in the heck was I even mad like that was stupid and I have to go back and fix it because I had no reason to react that way but your mind is on something else, so you're not even noticing that you're doing it. I've had to apologize to kids so many times, it's ridiculous. But it's it's true, because you and I might be having a conversation, and it might be a heated context, and somebody comes in, and, Mom, this one's doing this, and this one's doing this, and before I even hear the complete sentence, I really don't care, y'all need to figure it out and get the hell away from me. And, dink, it's like, ah! Okay, that wasn't meant for you. <laughs> that right. was meant for Dad. That wasn't meant for you. And it's not even intentional. Yeah. And I have to, when that happens to me, I have to announce it. Or when I do that, I have to yeah. announce it. I'm not even upset with you. I am really irritated about something else. Yeah. Whenever that happens, we have a rule that, that um, Quincy and I decided a long time ago. If you do it and it's wrong, whether you hurt them, whether they noticed it, doesn't matter. We clear it immediately. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm frustrated about this. I shouldn't have taken it out on you. That's not the response I wanted. Even if what I said was true, like even if you should get punished for what's going on right now, or even if what you did was not the smartest thing you should have been doing, we will still come back and correct the tone that it was said under yep. and why it was said under and explain this is not an excuse. This is me owning up to my mistake and letting you know. I apologize. This has, this was not your fault, nor was it my intention to hurt you. Just because, A, we want the kids to learn, own your stuff. Mm -hmm. And B, I don't ever want the kids to walk away from here with a scar for something that was never intentional and that can fester and turn into something stupid for them years later because they held on to it. You know? At least not a scar with a negative memory attached no. to it. You don't want them to leave with open wounds either. But, you, you know... As, as hard as you try to be, you know, the best, you're still part of being a humanist screwing up. And that's hard for me to deal with, but it just is. So that's kind of kicking off this discussion about needs. Understand that uh, you can do things for, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and financially. That can be positive, but you can also... Be have experiences or do things that result in a negative. And then remember we talked about also uh, the six human needs that uh, Tony Robbins talks about. I don't know if he's the originator. I just know for sure that he is one who discusses it in great depth and he can articulate it beautifully. 
So be sure you check that out. I'm going to do my best to get that uh, video in the show notes. And then like Jeannie mentioned also, love language. We're doing an episode uh, called The Love Talk, and it's going to be about love language. Even if you've done love language before, do not miss that episode because I'm going to tell you, it has it dramatically changed our relationship. And there you have it. Anything else about needs, honey? Do you need anything? Caffeine. Oh, thankfully, I got you some of that. <laughs> I have me some of that, too. I'm good. I have me some of that. Okay, that sounds good. I have a question for you guys. What do you need? There you go. This is the Q-Dog. And for Q for the Q-Dog and Jeannie Moran, this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.